0: yeah so let me set the stage you walk up and scott is wearing ear crocs sitting
1: in you a got p-
2: ear crocs sitting <laughs> rocking a podcast listen to my own podcast five stars only
1: and we'll play a quick game with our with our audience who do you think was driving 90 miles an hour in behind? <laughs> and had only popcorn for dinner da, 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 da. brian <laughs> if you guessed yeah. brian you're right
2: <laughs> and none of us were surprised <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the We Used to Work Together podcast, a show celebrating the casual conversations we used to have when we worked together. I'm Scott Lesser, one of your hosts, and joining me on the show today are a few of my former co-workers. How you doing, Big Daddy John Mosesman? Hey. What What's it? up, what's up? I'm good. <laughs> Sleep is coming naturally. I'm fine. <laughs> and uh, also joining us today, a man who cannot resist a Cooler Ranch Dorito... Brian Ketron,
1: <laughs> they're just the best. They're just
2: the best. I think I picked up John's vote. Yep, uh, I did see you and your wife are having a an open argument
1: on <laughs> on Twitter about which ship is best. <laughs> nah, not argument. I just like you're right and she's wrong. So not really an I argument. I know that nacho cheese is like. The classic, most popular. And by the way, if I took a peek, I actually think Cool Ranch is winning. But Cool Ranch is... It's dominating. I mean, it's got cool in the name, so... (laughs) Which one's cooler?
2: Yeah, you tell me. Awesome. Well, uh, we've got a lot to chat about today, but first things first. Somebody tell everybody what they're listening to.
1: So if this... Ladies and gentlemen, is the first time you have turned on this podcast and are listening. Number one, welcome. I'm Brian, the man who did that silky smooth intro, that's Scott and the other uh, Mm. six foot. No, I said six foot. I meant seven foot giant is John (laughs) Mosesman. But uh, yeah, this is just a show where we get together and we talk about some of the casual conversations we used to have. So we all used to share an office cubicle and we would get a little distracted with some conversations. One cubicle. One that one. <laughs> one, single cubicle that we used to share. And so um, one day, Scott gave us a ring and said, Hey, you know those conversations we used to have when we worked together? What if we throw some microphones in front of our face and start recording? And J-Mo and I a year later said, okay. <laughs> Let us think on it. Come sure. back to us in one year. <laughs> if that's what you want to do. But also, if you have not already... We would love for you to head on over to to your Apple, your Google, your Spotify account, drop a five-star review, and leave us a message like this guy. Title, the best podcast ever created. Five okay.
2: stars. No hyperbole.
1: No hyperbole. This what is accurate. Can I say, this might be the best piece of audio commentary to ever be recorded. Also... I recorded. Thank you, JMO, for that five. <laughs> oh no problem, guys. It I up. wasn't ready. That was a twist. <laughs> a little, little twist for you, Scott. Anyway, but for real, if you guys could drop a five star review, it is a massive help. And I'm on do it. what I did one hour before this show. I realized I wasn't subscribed to my own podcast. <laughs>
0: Give us did that ad money, know? Brian. Did you know that you can just leave a review on anything? You don't even have to like have any factual or credentials or anything you can just post whatever you want on the internet
2: let's find some competing podcasts and torch them yeah we used to work together crew let's go get them
1: take them (laughs) down
0: so one thing i wanted to bring up real quick before we get into our main topic today uh back when i was living with my parents for a week i i uh, visited one of my old haunts near the house oh that's
2: topical for today a haunt yeah
0: you like that well done well done it's called Taco Mayo, and so I hmm. thought, you know what? Let's pull the internet and see how the different taco fast food places kind of rank against each other. And I'm not surprised with the result. This is the result that I expected, but I want to kind of life salesman my uh, Taco Mayo choice <laughs> Here we go. and see if I can switch you over. So we put up a poll: What's the best fast food taco place? Taco Bell, Taco Bueno, or Taco Mayo? And or if other. you're I wonder what the distribution of these is actually. I know Taco Bell is probably like, like you mentioned, how Beanie so, Babies are in every gift shop. They're probably everywhere. Yeah, but I wonder if Taco Bueno and Taco Mile might be a regional thing.
1: They are certainly more regional than Taco Bell. So I knew Taco Bell would come out
0: on top. And I want to. I'm going to see if I can guess what you guys picked. I'm going to guess Bika. You're Bueno. Oh, 100 from Tulsa area. That's all we pick. And Scott, I think you're Taco
2: Bell. I was Dale Taco.
0: Okay, did you vote?
1: Taco taco wasn't
2: right in. I was a
0: right in. Okay, well, (laughs) you're now out of this conversation. So, (laughs) here's my pitch for Taco Mile. Taco Bell. Wasn't there an article like a few years ago that their meat was like 33 percent glass or something? Oh my (laughs) gosh! (laughs) I know that it's like grade D. Like I won't. I mean, like borderline not meat. I won't (laughs) deny that it tastes good and that it's cheap. That's why I'm not surprised. And it's, you know, in every place in the world. But I feel like Taco Mayo has, like, you're getting fast food, but you're getting, like, real food. You know, that this burrito is, like, it's real chicken, it's real whatever else goes in a burrito. But I love Taco Mayo. That's, I guess, the whole point of this. Taco Mayo. Also, they (laughs) liked my tweet the Taco Mayo account. He told us so, he was
1: going to life salesman us. Yeah, he <laughs> Here's my pitch.
0: Here's my pitch. Do you want real food? Choose Taco Mayo.
1: So, so <laughs> we go, go to none real, of them. <laughs> so, Taylor would pick, my wife would pick Taco Mayo, and it's for one really specific reason. And it's because the they are- The salsa bar? Not the salsa. Not the salsa. Bedford. Fresh salsa is good. Uh, Taco Bueno salsa is superior to all. But anyway- <laughs> The they are. Let's the do an only... episode
2: on this, and I'm talking yes. like cereal style. We eat, we rank, we come back, <laughs> yeah. And it's ranked on all the factors.
1: We eat while recording.
0: Yeah. So uh, where's real I mean, that's like a normal episode. No creeper on this. Also relevant to the topic. Where's
1: your wife from? She is from Oklahoma City. See,
0: so, she's over the line. She's over the Tulsa OKC line. She is that shifts so, you from bio to bueno. It's like For Mason our...
1: Dixon line, but.
2: <laughs> I know very for little about that global, line.
1: <laughs> for our global listeners out there, yeah. So, Oklahoma is kind of has two main areas, two main s- suburbs. And uh, is that and a both suburb? of them are They're blamer cities. than They're wherever cities. you live? Yeah, yeah two main <laughs> cities. And so, one of them is very, uh, very pro Quick Trip, a gas station around here, and very pro Bueno. And then the other side is very pro. Like Seven Eleven and Taco Bell slash Mayo.
2: Don't put us in a box.
1: But anyway, <laughs> I was trying to. I don't even think I made the point of why my wife loves Taco Mayo so much. So they are the only fast food restaurant that does like fresh, actual like rolled tortillas or not rolled tortillas, but but fresh tortillas. I didn't know normally. that.
0: See, That's my pitch: real food, real food, real food real or real prices. That's a that's a Walmart thing. <laughs> uh,
2: that's
1: so. What for five minutes?
2: Yeah. Well, I was going to try and bail us out of it. I was going to, this one wasn't, I wasn't planning on talking about until I remembered because you talked about how tall John was. I went to a concert uh, the other night and somehow the tallest man in the building, and John, he was as tall as you, came and stood Doubted. directly, directly in front of my wife and I. <laughs> and <laughs> We legitimately, like, tried to, like, shift over multiple times, and, like, the crowd would, like, push him back in front of us. It was like, <laughs> come on. But he left with, like, a quarter of the concert to go, and it for real felt like I was watching, like, a different concert after he left. I was like, whoa, look at the stage. I see everything. So I was curious. Are you considerate of that? Like, do you, when oh, you're going to oh, sit? Oh, 100%. I okay, so, like, right right when now... you're going to the theater, you're you're like, oh, I don't want to sit in front of those kids. I have I have like a spidey sense. I feel like
0: because I'm so tall that I have like a spidey <laughs> sense when I know uh-huh. that I'm in the way or someone's behind me. And it drives me <laughs> insane when you're like in the grocery store and someone doesn't know that they're super slow and taking up the entire aisle. I don't know. I feel like I just, I know when I'm don't in the way. I'm slouching. I know in the movie theater, I'm like going to slouch a little bit. <laughs> if you're going to a place and you're like, let's sit at the front. I'm like, no, let's sit at the back.
2: Where no one can see us. <laughs> and, we w- and we will get to some of the uh, theater talk here in a little bit. I did have Ooh. one thing to throw at you guys. So uh, this is something for our longtime listeners. But if you remember, I had a story of there was a guy who had worked as an intern, intern on our team. He had a twin who fooled John. And then later... I mistakenly thought the twin was not the twin. Uh, is that the right way to say it? And then um, just this week, I was at a different coffee shop, and I saw one of the twins come in, and I think I texted you guys during it, but then I like, I was like, don't know which one this is, and then I was working, and I looked back up, and then the other twin was there, and they were both there, and I couldn't tell the difference, and it was too risky <laughs> to try and make a move over there to find out which one was Landon. But uh, when they got to leave, Landon saw me and gave me like a knowing nod. And I was like, that's him. Uh, that's so. the one. <laughs> just Maybe they you guys read this. And that's also confused. possible. They could just be straight messing with me. So, for those of you guys that are curious on how Twin Watch uh, 2019 is going, <laughs> that's the update. <laughs> it's poor. <laughs> it's not going great. <laughs> Still don't know. Um, okay, well, let's hop into this week's content. Parents and teachers in a Seattle suburb will vote next week on a plan to ban three books from an elementary school library. Those who want to get rid of the books say they're just too gruesome for young readers.
1: What up, what up? What up? What up? What a drop. What a drop. You like that? Turn that corner, Scott. That
2: was about the Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark book series. So a few episodes back, I pitched you guys on this. And what's funny is when we first started this show, I like created a document of things that I thought would be fun to discuss and this was one of them and I did not know until before, right when, when I pitched it that there was actually a movie coming out um, around kind of the the, the book series and the artwork and all the kind of things, the the mystique around it. And so we'd punt it a few times so that way we well, could actually truly talk about this series.
1: To, to be fair, no one on the planet knew there was a movie coming out. No, they
2: were like, what <laughs> are you talking about? They turned that children's book into a movie. Um, but yes, it's true. So, but for, for, before we get into that, I was going to give you guys a little bit. And by you guys, I mean John and Brian, as well as the folks listening at home. So it was a trilogy of scary storybooks that um, were written by a guy named Alvin Schwartz. Uh, the first one came out in 1981. And these were, so um, doing some research for it. He actually spent like more than a year on each book. And they are like a collection of like folklore stories that he has collected from like around the world and then like turned them into- Oh, wow more digestible like i say children's stories but like children would be in air quotes um but like taking maybe some content that was even maybe a little too scary and kind of like fit it into a a more accessible format for kids um so one of the reasons though that the series was so wildly popular was the artwork the artwork was like i mean tapped into something in my subconscious that when i look at it i'm like that's (laughs) That is a nightmare. Like, how did somebody ever draw that? Um, And it was actually drawn by a guy named uh, Stephen Gamble. And I'm going to drop into our channel some artwork that he's done that is not... So, this is... He won the Caldecott Award for his illustrations in um, 1989. And this is not Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark artwork. So, this is a little more what Stephen Gamble. Uh, actually was more known for um actually looks really familiar a, a little more so it's called the song and dance man i believe i think it's even about like billy joel or something or elton john um but he uh is a pretty accomplished illustrator and not in the like uh horrifying art like industry um so these books were very controversial so I remember them not being available at my school library but you had to like get them at like Walden books and I remember just I, I remember them being um like a treasured item for me that it was like I got some I got the good stuff but I was gonna ask you guys so a little quiz a little quiz um this book was um so, essentially, you know that you can, like, go and petition the, like, American Library Association or whatever it is to, like, ban certain books. So like, Harry Potter would be... That. Oh, well, like, uh, books often get um, yeah. petitioned to be banned because they are either the content uh, that is not, like, appreciated by religious groups or by uh-huh. parents who are trying to protect their kids or whatever. So, um, this book... Was what number? What number was this book on, like a top ten list of most challenged books of the nineteen nineties?
1: I mean, the way you said it, it it feels like it's got to be wildly high. And I say gonna three. Just, see, I'm going full Monty, swinging for the fences, saying number one, and maybe it was, number one by a landslide.
2: I don't know have the numbers, but it was the number one most challenged book series of the nineties, and. <laughs> Even into the 2000s, what number do you think it was on the the list in the 2000s?
1: See, 2000s, I feel like there's probably books that I would have known coming out. Again. Some- <laughs> uh, and I'll. Just- Ooh, I'm he's gonna- back without going over. <laughs> I'm going to stick to number one. Uh, it
2: was number seven, so a little underwhelming maybe for you guys. But <laughs> And then it was even still on the banned book list as recent as 2012. So this is a book wow. series that... Oh, wow. Um, definitely struck a chord. It was very, uh, divisive on whether or not, you know, kids should have it. I wasn't totally aware of how, like, a uh, band it was. Um, but definitely considering the artwork, it was something that, like, parents were not down with. Um, but in, in, um, I don't actually have the year. I wish I would have written it down, but uh, I think it was 2011 um harper collins actually republished it with different artwork and i'm actually going to post a few bits of artwork for you guys where so the guy who they brought in was the guy who did all the artwork for the lemony snicket series so he's like a pretty legit uh, accomplished artist but i'm going to post a couple of like before and afters to get you guys's uh takes on which one you think is scarier in these left or and these are between what yeah, ordered, I the, the original artwork? artwork, and then the artwork that... Uh, so Stephen Gamble would be one of them, and then the guy who did Lemmy Snicket's would be another one. So
1: the... Uh, the well, I recognize then, the one, the third one. Yeah, same. So the yeah. new versions are Ooh. way less scary.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah the, way less
1: scary. Way less, yes. So they have I toned mean, the them first back one, the first one's in
2: terrifying. an effort to... Uh, yeah, the first one is a. That's why he made the scariest one that he even did. Um, but they've toned them back in an attempt to, I think, like get them more widely um, released. So I think that's probably why 2012 was like the most recent it was on the list. But then after they republished it, it probably like parents cooled their jets a little bit. Um, so kind that's of kind of these. some background. <laughs> I've, I've begun to forget those figures. But now you Oh today. no! Do not I'm forget upset. them. They cannot leave me. Um, Freaking pale lady. God. Oh, she's she's the worst. What's that look on her <laughs> face? And we'll post these. We'll make sure these are in our show notes. So if you guys need to look at the before and afters of, of some of the artwork that got updated. Um, but fans of the series definitely like were pretty like loud about uh, they thought like, it was like a dishonor almost to like have redone the art <laughs> in such a, a bad way or a less scary way. Um, yeah, And so... Again, so this is a book series from the 80s and 90s that uh, just this year a movie came out that was produced by Guillermo del Toro, um, who did Pan's Labyrinth and a few other kind of spooky movies. Um, And a documentary actually just came out on it this year, which I haven't had a chance to watch, but if it comes out on Netflix or something, I'll probably grab a a, uh, look at it. So you guys told me when I first kind of pitched this that neither one of you even really knew about it which was like isn't that like a weird thing to think about that like i mean we're not that far apart in age but for me to be like man isn't it crazy how vietnam was so crazy and you guys be like oh, i'm really old enough to remember it and be like <laughs> man it feels like we led totally different lives you guys not having read this book series um so tell me what you guys i mean i sent you a few of the stories we read them prior to going to the movies so that way you guys were in the right mindset i've shown you the terrifying artwork So talk to me about, I mean, the book series, what you guys think of it, uh, you know, would your parents have allowed it? What's your vibe on scary stuff in general?
1: So my, uh, you guys will learn this about me. And if you've been listening to the show, you might have learned this about me. I can miss some details here and there. And (laughs) it could have also been that when Scott shared the artwork, I was actually the most terrified I've ever been in my entire life. And so I missed I had missed that these were written for children and, um, and and I'm talking up until a few hours before we went and saw the movie, because obviously I didn't read the stories until a few hours before we went and saw the movie.
2: We had to actually bend his arm yeah.
1: to make classic. He's like, B-Cat. I think I'm
2: going in cold. Is that a good idea?
1: Well, so
2: Bcat, cat. I, I put together a 30 page PDF. Okay,
1: so, so Scott did. He put in a lot of work, and then I just, you know, pretty much missed all the details. So anyway, I went to read these stories, and I was going to read them. And if you haven't seen the art, I'm, I'm not kidding. Click the click the note show notes below. Follow us on Twitter. I'm sure we'll post them the week this releases, but. Uh it is terrifying. And so I like uh, scary movies to me and just scary stuff in general are a lot like roller coasters. I love roller coasters while I also hate them at the same time. Mm, I just love I like the that. anxiety, the rush, the whatever. And so I love scary stories in that way. so I'm like psyched out, ready to read these stories. And I go to read them, and they've (laughs) got this great buildup. And the first one I read, what's the name of the Scarecrow story? Harold. So the first one I read is Harold. And it's got such a good buildup. And then it just turns this corner, and it ends, and it's kind of like a terrifying slash cheesy end to it. And I was like, oh. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) In case you guys
2: don't know Harold well enough. I don't know how cheesy it is, but Harold the Scarecrow skins a man alive, then hangs his s- skin out to dry his skin prize on the roof.
1: So – and I guess the when you think of it in a literal sense, yes, it is terrifying. But the uh-huh. way the story reads is kind of like matter-of-fact in it and doesn't build – like there's all this drama that builds up. Too.
2: That is very true. It's like, oh, that was kind of sudden.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, well –
0: yeah, they're very short stories, which I think is why that happens. Yeah, because there may be two. Some of them are two pages, and so there's really not enough time to like really build up the suspense. And I, until you said that, B-Ket, that it they're written for children. I I was trying to place like how I thought about them, but they almost, they were almost like, I don't know. They didn't they didn't go as far as they could have. And like, which mm-hmm. I realize now is because it was for children. Like when I think about scary movies or just other scary stories you know they'd be like that they'd be like oh there was a there was a ghost that was whispering and whispering and they killed him
2: and it's just like it's like a it's like a quick and they ran out and never came back right and it's like
0: release the tension just like real quick and so like i going into it i am a hard pass on anything scary horror, in roller coasters for that matter but uh so i was I would have not. What'd you say? You don't fit in roller coasters. <laughs> that might be part of it, but I'm just gonna get one of my arms cleaned off. Like <laughs> <With> your <laughs> head. You're gonna get your <laughs> head <laughs> taken off to be that long. <laughs> <laughs> this is the perfect episode for this too. Anyways, so I would have not seen these, seen this movie, or read these books unless Scott basically told us we had to, or we're off the. So, I, like, guests. feel
2: bad. I almost I like. Again, like, didn't, for one, I legitimately, when I brought it up, was, like, so ready for you guys to be, like, oh, yeah, forgot about those. I can't believe we're <laughs> talking about them. And so, like, I feel, like, half bad that I was, like, y'all don't know about this jarring artwork. Oh, here it is. Let me force it upon you. Like
0: The artwork is very creepy. It's, it's like, yes. it is almost, like, distorted in a way. Like, it gives yeah. you, like, an une. It's not just, like, oh, that's, like, a guy with i don't know, like a demon or a guy with a bunch of knives or whatever like that would be scary right. because it like threatens harm to you possibly right 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 these are just like it's like unsettling the way they're drawn it's like why did you have to
2: make that detail like, like yeah that? there's like certain proportions of stuff that is so like, it's like the one is like the word i keep coming back to there's this one here that i think i can't remember what it was the story is but it's got this like very giant floating like skull with too many limbs and one arm that is like three stories long that's like touching a man and tapping him on the shoulder, and that one like so I have a like semi recurring nightmare in which things have t- way crazy proportions like uh, Salvador Dali type yeah where it's like I there are people with that are like. 50 feet tall, but their torsos are kind of normal and they just got these like unusual limbs. And so when I see that artwork, I'm just like, that's it. There it is. Like he's (laughs) tapped into this like recessed part of me that is that I can't, I don't normally interact with.
1: Well, what was funny also about the stories, and so it took me like two or three stories to to even realize that they were for kids because the Herald one I think was like a buildup for me like I was like yeah oh, I probably shouldn't if... have led with that one
2: I led with well, that one I was... because I thought Brian might only read one <laughs> so I
1: better make sure <laughs> it's a good one but, well in, in a way it worked because that one got me hooked yeah uh, and so so I read that one and then like a couple later and I know Scott wants to share on this a little bit so I won't take too much of his thunder but I was reading it and I, I can't remember specifically which one it was but I get to the end of it and it's this it's again it's this whole long tension of like suspense, and then it's like, turn to your, in parentheses it says, turn to your friend and say boo, or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and jump at like, one
0: of your friends and pretend like you're biting them.
1: I was, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, to be told,
0: like they're meant to be told in like a live setting, like yeah, camping camp your fire Yeah, campfire. Exactly. And you're like, there's like a stage direction to like yell at your friend at the jump point or whatever.
2: So as a kid, I loved that because like I am such a literal person and stuff and that like that is so helpful for me to be like, oh, that's brilliant. Like I would have just ended it with being like, somebody has the toe. Is it you? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? And instead of <laughs> in, like reaching out and grabbing someone like, and knowing you're building to that is like super fun to me as like the reader.
1: Well, and so my my oldest is 10 years old. And if I read anything like this to her, any one of them, uh, it would it would terrify her. So <laughs> they aren't like softballs.
2: But, but yeah, there's yeah, a reason they they they're would... on the band list. I did wanna yeah. so I just I Googled it just as I was curious. Um the ALA, which I don't know what that stands for, it's like American Library Association, something of the sort. Here are the top 100. I'm not going to read the top 100. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the top 100. Everybody, strap in. <laughs> there's yeah. a new episode. <laughs> We're going to go through the ALA's list. If you but, if you
1: don't want to hear this, move forward 20 minutes in your episode. <laughs> <laughs> we,
2: we've got number one is the Harry Potter series. Um, but also in the top 10, we've got Of Mice and Men. I know why the Cageberg sings. Um, where was I looking at? Uh I guess this is like the number, the top 20 here, but we've got like Catcher in the Ride, Kill a Mockingbird. Um, so some like – definitely, and then we've got Scary Stories like up in the mix. So we're talking about some good cultural influences here that we're yeah, lumping uh, I mean, Scary Stories in with.
1: I would put that if, – if, if I had to vote or put it up and it was like I think through it in the context of do I want my kids reading it, this would be the only book of that list that I would be like, oh, yeah, let's put a <laughs> yeah, yes this- down. This one
2: is wild. I'll be honest. It's pretty crazy that I was a reading it so often. So uh, do you guys have any more scary thoughts before we t- jump to our adventure? Well, for me as a kid, so I I grew up pretty sheltered, I think.
0: Like I didn't see PG-13 movies for a while, so I didn't see anything scary. So I kind of feel like it's like a – it's almost like a spice tolerance. Like the more you mm-hmm. see, you know, the more kind of mm-hmm. – so I had like That's- zero tolerance – Uh, I remember going to called being numb. Yeah. (laughs) But now I'm an adult and a parent. So I'm dead inside. (laughs) So I remember as a kid, my brother and I, we went to see some movie and they showed a preview for Pirates of the Caribbean. And in that preview is when all the crew members turned to skeletons. And that freaked us out. For probably, you know, you ever see something freaky that like it messes you up for a couple weeks? Like, even that, which is not the movie, it no, I'm well, yes, but I'm saying, like, even stupid stuff, like, I saw a clip of the mummy where he like steals the guy's face on TV, and that like got me for weeks. So, I'm saying, like, I have I had like zero scare tolerance. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: How old do you think you were when those came out? (sighs) The mummy or the pirate? I don't know. Here, let me see here. So because I was 12? just uh I was just looking up uh it says nineteen ninety nine. Oh, so nine? <laughs> so nine. Okay. So, okay. That's valid to be yeah, so spooked that's, that's, out by that's, that's some scaly good. tones. Because I remember I remember the first movie um that ever like freaked me out was The Sixth Sense. Like I mean in like a Ooh. deep way. So bad I haven't so seen it. I'm trying to Okay, so it came out in 99 so I would have been 10. So I saw it at 10 and I hadn't slept in my parents' room in ever in my entire life and that night after I watched it, I had to go I snuck into my parents' room and slept on the floor cuz it scared me <laughs> so bad. But I was your same age. I was like 9 or 10.
2: I saw sc- the what was it? Scream? I saw Scream. Oh, yeah. When I was like 12, 11 or 12 and it came out in 96. That one would – so I would have been, yeah, like 11 or 12. uh So it would probably have been like a rented-at-home vibe, but I remember seeing it, and I mean, I was jacked up after that. <laughs> I was – because that one was like – there's some scary movies. So like my wife and I talk about this, but like there are different scary movies that like she'll tolerate. But like she much more is fine with like a murderer that can like happen versus like uh, a spiritual thing where it's like yeah. – There's, like, a presence that's, yeah, she's not down with that. And I'm like, yeah, but don't you feel like, I don't know, a serial killer is much more likely or uh, just, you know, the guy that is, I don't know, for whatever reason, wanting to terrorize a town and is killing people? Like, that seems more plausible to me. And so those scare me more where it's like a guy is waiting outside in the backyard and you put on your night vision goggles and there he is. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's why, like, this stuff I don't think – Really like reading the, this, granted
0: I'm now an adult and it's been, you know, a long time since, but I, this stuff didn't get me as bad. Cause I would say like more like the paranormal activity, like exorcism type stuff. It's just like, I am mm. noping out of there so fast, <laughs> but these like, I was like, okay, like there's, you know, it's, I don't know, like it's a ghost or it's a zombie. Like that's not as scary as like, to me, that's not as scary. So I, I would be more like along the lines of what's your wife's thinking there.
1: Yeah. So yeah. I, yeah. Uh, yeah i just i love i really do like scary movies it's i i hate them but i love like them and and i don't know if we're we're transitioning into the movie quite yet but just like take us there the build up the build up of like anxiety so my wife so frame it for people
2: that that we went and saw the movie based on the book real quick so we say what the movie what are we talking
1: about Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so they released, and Scott kind of started in the opening. They released, uh, like that was basically, and and Scott actually would probably do a better job explaining it because he explained it to me because I asked him to explain it to me because I'm five years old. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it's like a collection of stories, and so the way, uh, the way they did it is they took these like small short stories and then made a movie that kind of like takes little pieces and parts of each. Of mm-hmm. the stories and these people around the town um, are essentially living out the the things that happen in these stories in the movie. And then they've created kind of a movie around it. Yeah. Um, yep. I feel like a better job could be done if one of you. If I'm teeing you up. No, right I think now. that's good. I think that's good. Okay. I like I that. Good, we'll guys. leave that. Or someone
2: else I, can go to IMDb and see what they say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it that. was overall, like,
0: I think pretty well done movie wise. It
1: was. It was. It was. Yeah. But and they I wouldn't,
0: wouldn't. They wouldn't do what you wanted them or expected them to do, which I liked. Like so, they would. They would cue up like the jump scene or like the thing that you thought would happen, but it wasn't. That wasn't how it's going to happen. Like it's going to happen mm. two seconds later, a different way. And I like that. That it wasn't like, oh, he like looks under the thing, and the you know, it's, and it's like ah, jump. But they like. I feel like the tension was very palpable. I feel like BK, you can maybe talk more specifically since this is your realm, but like. The way the camera was positioned so they'd like look down a hallway and the camera would be so if you imagine like a doorway and you put the camera all the way to the left of it and then you slid it over towards the left where you really you can't you're not fully in line with the door you're like off to the side and so i found myself kind of like reaching to be like oh just go put the camera to the right like let me see further down. <laughs> strafe a slight more and it, yeah basically like you need to strafe a little bit but it it created like that tension of like you're seeing what the character is seeing. You're not seeing what you want to see. It was it was really good effect. I liked it.
1: So I mean, John basically knocked out of the park. My thoughts. on I read that like, on IMDb. Just kidding. Because <laughs> <laughs> was not So what's funny is it's based off of stories, but the story to me was was fairly like average. Um, yeah. But what they were brilliant in is they created like some great suspense, like. They had just moments where, like, you... Like, I do this goofy move where I put my face in my shirt. <laughs> yeah, you were with. in your shirt quite a few times. So, they they just do a really, really good job of, like, creating suspense. And then the shooting, I was really impressed with. Like, the way so, they shot the movie and stuff. I do... So, I do want to back us up
2: a little bit into... Just I want to have people enjoy the ride with us of what it's like to go to the movies with the three of us. Yeah, so, so let me set the stage. You walk
0: up and Scott is wearing ear Crocs sitting. In you a got
2: room. ear Crocs sitting, <laughs> rocking a podcast. Listen to my own podcast. Five stars only. <laughs>
1: And we'll Sorry, play guys, a quick game with our with our audience. Who do you think was driving 90 miles an hour and behind? <laughs> and had only popcorn for dinner.
0: <laughs> da, 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 da. In three
1: Brian, <laughs> if you guessed yeah. Brian, you're right.
2: <laughs> and none of us were surprised. <laughs> I mean, we Sorry, pre-predicted Scott. it. Well, so I don't know if you guys have much pre-movie, but I did want to share. So we met up in the food court, and we're in the food court, and... John jokingly, I thought, was like, who wants to go hit up the Great American Cookies? And Brian was like, yeah, I'd I'd do that. And so I glance down and look back up and they are like, they are so far out of reach that I say to Brian, I say to Brian audibly, because you guys know this, I'm always clipping on this Yeti mic. So, and that's using my whisper voice. So I'm talking loud. And I said, hey, Brian, here's your ticket. Hey, Brian. And they are so far gone in that instant that they don't even hear me. I mean, they are, they never even looked back. You guys never, you guys trucked <laughs> to the Great American Cookie Store, never once carrying. And I was like, I guess we're doing this. We left the food court. We walked the opposite direction of the movie to go get some cookies. And John, I need you to tell the people, what's your Great American Cookie <laughs> strategy, please? Oh, you want to know the Great American
0: Cookie Strat? Here he goes. This is uh, optimal enjoyment. We're balancing here for optimal enjoyment and minimizing (laughs) embarrassment. So what I want to do, let's role play. Scenario one. Hi, I'm John, and I want to eat six cookies all by myself. Person looks at me in disgust. Okay, retake. Number two, walk up with my wife. Now, you see, that what you don't know that I know is that when you order five cookies at Great American Cookies, they give you one for (laughs) free. But what they, the person at the cookie counter doesn't know that I know that I do know is that I do know that. And so I'll walk up and say, oh, babe, what do you want? And she'll get some amount of cookies, say two, a reasonable amount. And I'll be like, all right, two, I need three more cookies. So then I'll be like, oh, I'll take three cookies. And they'll be like, did you know you get another one free? And I'll be like, I didn't know that, but I did. <laughs> so now John has four cookies.
2: Does your wife ever say, oh, great, we can split that one.
0: Well, she'll be like, <laughs> it's the opposite. She says, like, all right, now don't eat my two. You have four. Sometimes I'll eat one of hers too. <laughs> like I'll just i was just reaching in the bag and I'll have killed like three of them <laughs> before like the second preview started. She'll be like, I'm well, a cookie my and I'm just two. like
1: uh <laughs> Well, oh so gosh. the the follow-up here, spoiler alert, John and I were the only ones who went out of cookies. Three each. And it's while we walk the opposite way of the movie, you have to walk back. Not very long. I mean, it's a two to three minute. Walk. Oh gosh, I and forgot about this. What, <laughs>
2: what, this is the other. This is so. John is strategizing one way and how to not embarrass himself. Right. Go well, ahead and tell us part. what you did. Here is part
0: of so the strategy. A- you got to smuggle them into the theater because you well, know they're not letting outside food and drink into the theater.
1: So you see you just ruined the my part because <laughs> Well no, this sets up your part. <laughs> I thought I thought the clear strategy. What did you was, think? <laughs> I'm a I'm a rule follower. Oh, I'm a rule follower. And I thought I can't I can't bring these in. There's no way I would ever disrespect the man taking my ticket by bringing lawful food good. In. And so before I'm so far do, the
2: opposite of that by the way. I was like, literally, like, uh, walk in with them, or oh. hand them to me on the other side of the guy. Like, okay, I'll hand it to my friend.
1: Well, don't <laughs> you guys worry. Another thing where I was having a hard time with the rules happens before we even walk into the movie. But uh, so, so I'm we're we've walked. This is not an exaggeration. 30 seconds, and I'm one cookie down. <laughs> like, he's pounding them. On oh,
2: one oh, cookie finish. down, and he's already is, he's eyeballing just to put the other ones
1: straight in. And and so, so I tell Brian, oh, you go ahead. Oh, well, so then I look at John, and I realize he's not eating cookies. And they're shocked that I ate mine already, or at least one. Because I tell I'll,
0: Brian, I'm like, can you hold this so I can put these in my pocket? And he's oh, like, yeah. Oh, you're not eating them. (laughs) (laughs) So
1: I was like, no, I got on cargo shorts. (laughs) I'm a dad. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. John was prepared for the event. So I ended up, long story short, as to not embarrass myself in front of my friends and to put the arrest on John had he got caught with food, uh, I gave him my cookies and he put them in his cargo shorts.
2: John smuggled in his excited amount of five cookies. Cookies. He was now the owner of five cookies. (laughs) See, that's where I need my wife again.
0: That's where the purse comes in. She's she's that's all part purse. of the, the plan. Oh,
2: that's a must-have, the big purse. Yeah. I couldn't just bring it all straight in. Okay, so let's so fast just forward
0: to... Just to, to take you to the, the current tally, I am now a 12-inch Philly cheesesteak with fries sub in, plus mm-hmm. three cookies. Brian is three cookies, and then we arrive at the snack line. Oh, Scott also had a six-inch Philly.
2: Okay, oh, hey, okay, so I me mean, that's why I didn't get the cookies. I was saving. I was saving for what I'm <laughs> about to do. So, we go to the snack line. I get that VIP treatment. What up, Stubbs Rewards? I skip right to the front of the zero person line and then go ahead and order. I, I said, "Oh, get me get a large popcorn and a large drink." And John like comes up and whispers in my ear and says, "Can I have a little bit of that popcorn with you?" And so, I was like, <laughs> "Oh, sure." sure. So bunch I asked of crunch. And, and then, yeah, also Scott, get bunch of crunch for me and I did it. Um and the guy I asked the guy, like, Hey, can I get a box so I can, you know, like split up the popcorn? And the guy was just like super generous and was like, Oh, what well, do you want me to fill up the box too? And I was like, Is that okay? And he said, Yes. Then Brian looks at me and I don't know what's going on at his booth, and he says to me, "I'm gonna owe you money." And I was very confused. And Brian, why don't you take it from here? What the (laughs) heck went down with you?
1: (laughs) So going back again to the can't break the rules, I know that most theaters, including this one we were at, has a refill for free. Like you take, you eat all your popcorn, you can refill it for free. But I can't do it. I've got it. I know that like Scott could do the splitsy thing, come back for more. But I'm gonna. I'm going to follow the rules. I'm going to get my own. The lady behind the counter goes, well, how about instead I just give you a large popcorn and count it as his refill? I didn't even fully understand what she said. She didn't even ask me, by the way. <laughs> she, she just <laughs> gave it to me. And so she fills up this large popcorn. And then I, so I only have a large drink. And so I got the maximum value of a large drink. For seven dollars.
0: <laughs> well, the best part Suckers. is we go. I'm like, I'm like, Brian, what, what's going? And you're like, later, later. Like, let's not now. Let's talk. And so we walk over to the I butter got. line because you know I'm <laughs> filling up my free popcorn with butter. And we're like, what a steal, man! We <laughs> we killed it at the line. <laughs> and then I was like, would you would you pay, Brian? And he's like, well, it's like, man, I got this for free. He's it, like, I guess I did pay six dollars for a drink. <laughs>
1: The best part was that it, as we were talking about, I'm just thinking about, I just got this insane value because I just heard the guy read off to Scott 20 bucks.
2: Oh, yeah. So, I was I, max carrying the load for the team.
1: And so I'm thinking, <laughs> man, I got the steal of a century. And so I'm like boasting about it. And then they were like, well, so how much did you spend? And as soon as they said it, it registered that I spent $7 for a large drink. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, ah, yeah, never mind. They got me. <laughs>
2: So that was that was all pre. It's all pre us getting into the movie. We're having a good time. We've got our popcorns. It's time to go see how many people are packing in this theater. Grab <laughs> our reserve seats and strap in. So, as you guys mentioned, uh, it was a quality. I mean, like it was done well. Like it didn't feel like. Uh, I don't know. It felt like it was maximum on like the level of they of attention they put into it. Um, I don't know what the movie cost to make, but it definitely seemed like it was decent. And I think I don't know if it was during the movie that I was starting to wonder: Is this thing PG thirteen? But I, I f- felt myself like it, it almost went similar to like how I gave Brian Harold to start. Also, get ready for spoilers. Um, <laughs> too late. <laughs> they start with Harold, Nobody's and it's going like to see that this. was. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. We're gonna save you guys. They start with Harold, which was, like, maybe the scariest of the things in the movie, almost, I thought. And I was, like, that one was, like, decent, honestly, on the scare, like, meter. I was, like, that was pretty good. Like, I enjoyed that. I can't wait for these next four or five. Like, they're going to be even more scary. And I feel like they, like, got less scary as the movie went on. And even the, like, they didn't, like, really even kill anybody, like in a like typical like slasher film type fashion or anything like one of the kids turned into a scarecrow, one of the kids got but that shut was into a, a, a belly. Yeah, that definitely the was. To a I mean, that was, was
1: this, like the scariest one. That was uncomfortable to watch. I, I would totally agree. And what was so? If you notice, also there's no there's no blood, no guts, no you don't see any no coconuts. Of that. So like the <laughs> Uh, when the kid, like, the kid early on, he basically gets, you know, he doesn't even, yeah, right, he doesn't get killed. He gets, like, taken over or whatever by this, like, scarecrow. And when the scarecrow gets him, instead of, like, blood or whatever, you just see, like, straw start to, like, grow So out I
2: was, of when he got, so he gets stabbed by a pitchfork. Harold grabs the pitchfork, runs him through with it. And when he starts to walk off, were you guys, like, okay, like the kid just got straight gouged. He's not going to just be bleeding out, dying here. Like I was like a little bit like, okay, we're going to be living in like some kind of fantasy superhero type rules. Um, But then I was like, ah, like Harold killed him and he becomes Harold, you know? Yeah.
1: It was, so that, that scene was pretty intense though. Like that was by far yeah. the most like intense, like death. Yeah.
0: Well, thing. first of all, no need to do a little jab at the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay. We can leave it out of this. <laughs> I what mean is this so garbage. There's, there's one that I I kinda don't want to describe it, just to like not describe really gross stuff. But basically this girl gets like bit by a spider and it turns into this like <sighs> nasty like thing on her face. Should I just say what happens?
1: Yeah. I mean then, yeah, we we ain't. But hashtag spoilers that we did about,
0: Yeah, if you don't want spoilers or something gross, skip ahead about fifteen seconds. But basically, she goes to like pop this giant thing that's going on her face and all these spiders come pouring out of her face, out of the like thing. And I re- that was one of the ones I read. And so I was not wanting to see that <laughs> in the screen.
1: And it was a little unsettling. So that to me was like easy peasy. The only well, two... I was that-
2: wondering on that one, I was like, because up until then, everybody pretty much had like, the two people had been like... They'd been killed, essentially, by the story that they were, like, playing. And so hers came, and I was, like, waiting. I was like, is she going to die somehow from the spiders coming out of her face? That seems a little much. Like, it's because I knew what story it was and, like, knew the spiders were going to come out of her face and thought, that's going to be a little bit, like, out of control if, like, spiders come out and she dies. And she didn't. Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, she died. She I mean, they come out of her face and she ends up with like a cratered face and has to go to the hospital and is OK, but very scarred. I was like, oh, well, that's kind of cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, the one the one that got me was so there's a story called it's like the toe or something. Is it literally just called yeah, the, toe the, the big toe, the big toe? That's what it is. And it's basically about this kid who eats soup and when he eats a soup mm-hmm. there's a human toe in it and then the hu- or the the person's toe who it was like comes back from the dead and is looking for their toe um and it was one of the only stories that i felt like in the movie they did a way better job making it more intense and it was yeah. all it was all because the the character is like you know it's one of those classic like slow crawl through the house and this kids running <sighs> all over trying to hide And they do it in a, a, this is where I go back to the like camera shooting and the style shots. Yeah. They do it enough to keep you like tense, but they basically, he slides under this bed and they keep doing these camera shots and it's like showing the direction he's facing and he looks left and the thing's not there. And then he dramatically looks right and the thing's not there. And then the door cracks open, but you don't see it. Then he looks forward then he pokes out of the bed and he looks up and he's looking in all these places. And I knew on- it was
0: gonna be on top of the bed. I was just like yeah, I, I mean, they're taking guaranteed five full seconds for him to like inch <clears throat> up, looking over the edge, like mm-hmm. you know, building and, that
1: scene, and just a perfect like camera movement to like look over that and there, and then
0: yeah, because you're you're getting a top down like a bird's eye, like he's laying flat on his bed, back about to like pick up over the bed and it's looking down on him. So you're like. I think all the tension comes from like, you're not seeing anything in the scene. You know, you're, you're, you're waiting in
2: his eyes.
1: Right. If you read the stories, his was also the first one. So they've, they've now tried to, they've now kind of figured, you know, cause after the first couple, they don't really know what's going on yet. So now they've really, his is the one where they finally have figured out that these stories are coming to life. And, and all this stuff right and so his story is also different so at least for me i started thinking he's okay this is the one he outran it he outsmarted it he, he yeah it. and so when he looks over the bed and you don't see anything i thought he did it and they they give you a sense of relief as well and then hashtag make a spoiler so far he gets zopped right under the bed and this <laughs> thing was under the bed with him and like pulls him into the wall and it was just it was so perfectly like built up to that moment that that was by yeah. far my favorite.
0: Yeah. It's it's really interesting cuz they're all like they're very PG like killings or scarings. Mm-hmm. Whereas like if this was like a slasher or like the exorcist like you would have seen like a lot more intense. Like the all the scary the scary is not in you imagining that the pain or the terror happening to you it's in like the way they build the suspense the anticipation of the scene. yeah which is I, which was great because in the in the story they cut it off very fast you know it'd be like this guy heard a ghost and the ghost killed him you know it was just like
1: well, womp, womp.
2: right 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 i
1: can't i can't remember if i said this or not and this is getting into schematics i don't probably really matter too much i don't know if i use that word right but the uh. I would definitely classify this as a suspense before I classify it as a, like, horror right, or yeah. scary movie. Or thriller so,
2: maybe. a part of it for me, so, like, I did walk out of it going, well, oh, that was pretty average on, like, the quality of maybe, like, the story itself. But what I did, like, appreciate was that they didn't just, like, take the stories to kind of bring to life, but they brought what was the scariest part of these, like not that scary of scary stories, which was the artwork. So like the characters were this like imagining of like the woman whose artwork, you know what I mean? You see for the big toe or the, I mean, Harold looked like Harold from the book, you know, the woman that's in the dream with like, Oh my gosh, her proportions are so weird in this artwork. But like they imagine her like what she would be like, you know, as a full sized you know apparition essentially and it's like oh my gosh like that's exactly what my like terrified brain you know what i mean like had imagined so that part of it i really appreciated
0: it was very disturbing too like the the way they were depicted in the image is disturbing and creepy but like in the movie it was equally as creepy and disturbing like just the like the faces of all the monsters were very like very wide so it's just like very um i don't know it's like it's very unsettling because it's like you've never seen a a humanoid with a face that wide, kind of mm,
2: thing. Right? Yeah,
1: yeah. The proportions are just like part of the like oddness. So over overall, I mean the 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 experience for me was great, and so the movie was probably made better in that. But like I appreciate it. I tried not to like think it was like overly cheesy or like. Prejudge it too much, or whatever. Why don't but you I,
2: spend twenty dollars on concessions and see what you think of that? Hey, money. I paid you not
1: enough back. <laughs> uh, oh, you did that too. I did that too. Yeah. So, Scott, you only paid like eighteen dollars. That's true. Uh, but uh, anyway, so it was, it was, it was really good. But there is something that that happened during the movie as well that that <laughs> mm-hmm. gave me some. Some Ruffles and Scott. It sounds like you know what I'm talking about. Well, to set uh, that up, one
0: of the reasons John, it was probably, yeah, you not as scary is because when something like when I knew that the spiders were about to come out of the girl's face, I would like lean over to Scott, who's sitting in the middle, and be like, "I'm not ready for this." <laughs> like, we would we weren't being we not being disrespectful. We're being loud. I just you know, at occasion, I'd look over at Bket to see if he's doing the like face and shirt Hawaii. Like Yeah,
2: he, so I was sitting middle, so I was getting it from both sides because I'm definitely into the, the scary story this I said it. Uh, and so John's leaning over to give me some giggles. Anytime I glance at Brian and he's chewing his shirt, getting ready for a scary scene, <laughs> well, I get so, the giggles.
1: So one thing we kind of just brushed over, Scott sitting in the middle was an intentional setup Yeah, before. We wanted... Like Scott, Scott's reactions to things are <laughs> so good. Like when something's funny and he thinks it's funny, it's very funny. When he gets scared, I'm very exaggerated. Yes, he's he's he is. Ex- he doesn't have. He's not middle tone on his emotions. Like I wish I was saying about you, Brian,
0: <laughs> just because like like when the It Two trailer started. <laughs> oh, <laughs>
1: Ooh, by the that was the most of, of my part time of the watching whole movie. you. Yeah. So. A little super quick side note Scott and I watched the first It together and it was probably my favorite I mean obviously except for Taylor every movie I've ever seen with my wife has been the best but <laughs> the movie seeing It with Scott was like probably one of my favorite movie experiences I'm still scarred and when It 2 preview came out I'm like so jazzed for it anyway yeah I so digress. can I give you a quick little we, story
0: there I have not seen the movie yet. because because for obvious reasons, because I don't watch scary movies, but a friend of mine watched it and he said he was sitting in the theater. There's this couple in front of him, uh, a guy and a girl, and apparently the very, like near the beginning, a clown, the clown face, like shows up from like a clown gutter or mm-hmm. something. And he, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he said, as soon as that happens, the lady sitting in front of him just goes, nope. It stands up. And walks
2: <laughs> up. <laughs> what was she expecting? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's like the most iconic scene. Oh my so, gosh. Well, so, okay, we hear some, we've been giggling a little much, uh, maybe too much for some of our audience, and we hear a rustling to our left. And what to our wondering eyes should appear but uh, <laughs> a woman who's watching the movie by herself and has an a abundance of grocery bags with just her. Just went shopping. And she just went shopping. Yeah, they may well, have been just store bags.
1: And also, this, uh, I don't know what they're called. They're like, umbrella like a sun hats? hat. A sun head. Like yeah. Yeah. That's,
2: like, she's keeping the sun off of her in this dark theater for sure. And
1: it's, like, so big. It's drooping to where you can't see her face. Was Having she in that apparition? mystique? I don't really know. Oh, that's a good question. She definitely
2: had some proportions. So she <laughs> starts making her way down the stairs. And we are all, like, uh, instantly, like, oops. Like, is this, first of all, is this lady bouncing a few minutes in? Or have we, like... She's coming from the very, very back row also like the yeah. literal back left corner of the theater she makes I her she way got out and so she makes her way down to the stairs and we're all watching like, dang she's out. she couldn't handle the herald and then she cuts zags right into the front row, goes from the back <laughs> left corner and was like the
1: literal back. I so
2: you guys think that we disrupted her, but I think she was like, <sighs> I gotta get up close. I, uh... I got to have my peepers looking like I got to see the pixels on the screen.
1: I think a so... little sweet nothings kind of take her off. <laughs> because so and here's self-conscious Brian coming out. So I see previous statement very much a rule follower in those types of situations. I don't talk in movies except for when I'm with Scott. And so I had made a little funny to Scott. Got him laughing. Hmm. Got him ruffling hmm. a little bit. And as soon as that's happened, like he got his giggles out, you hear the ruffling, and that's when I thought, "Oops, we've done well, it." Well,
0: keep in mind there are there's us, bag lady, and two other people in this theater. Like, <laughs> yeah, so she, nobody she have to dramatically go to the
2: front. Like that's a little. Well, it's bit just of like
0: same overtone. with Brian. Like I'm going there. I'm not going to watch the movie. I'm going for us to like experience the movie together and right. kind of not right, talk right. about it because I don't want to be like disruptive or rude. But I mean, experience it together. You got to know, like, you're going to a movie on, like, five on a Thursday. Like, this is not
2: a major cinematic experience. You're going to. (laughs) This This is no MCU. I hear you. I hear (laughs) you. Closing thoughts on the Scary Story series, the movie, the books, the movie experience, anything else you guys wanted to mention? Glad I saw it. Wouldn't have done it by myself. Thanks
0: for Uh, showing me those images again. I just forgot them. (laughs) Yeah, you're welcome.
2: All right. So you boys know what time it is.
1: Coming real. It's the next episode. Episode. Episode.
2: So a little bit, uh, again, if this is your first time, a little bit of the format for the show is uh, at the end of the episode, one of us does an elevator pitch to the rest of us for a future episode. And they, they are responsible for bringing the idea, bringing the content. And so Scary Stories was my bad idea. Now it's John's turn to wow us. <laughs> okay.
0: So what I want to talk about is something that is near and dear to all three of our hearts. Something that we all agree on. That is the TV show, The Office. Have you heard of it? <coughs> <domains> Nerds drop. Yes. Are, talking, so to, are
1: we trying to get that SEO up? Getting some <laughs> big click? <laughs>
0: <limiting> so I want to talk about The Office Um Obviously, we love the show. We want to talk about the things we love, but I feel like there's, I feel like the type of TV shows that you watch and how you watch them when you watch them, like the stage in your life when you came across them, even That's now where I'm just, too. yeah, where I'm discovering new shows because they're on streaming networks and, you know, they would have been gone. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like that says a lot about you, like how you consume TV. So I want to talk about our favorite shows, uh, specifically The Office and just kind of things in that genre. I'm a big Parks and Rec mm-hmm. fan. Uh, I recently found Community. I don't know if you guys have oh, hit that. Yeah, five seasons
2: in the movie. Is that what the...
0: Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting to go through these shows now. Kind of like if somebody like is kind of finding Star Wars for the first... Like some kid who's now 12 finds Star Wars for the first time. Like It's a different experience based on what you, you find done.
2: Can you imagine? Stuff. God, I wish I could do that. I wish I could erase experiences to re-experience them. <sighs> I wish I
0: could erase... It's called drugs.
2: My memories for different reasons.
0: Erase this podcast, someone says. <laughs> So, anyways, next episode, <laughs> The Office, a little bit of Parks and Rec, PNR, Tommy's Place. That's an inside joke if you watch
1: Parks and Rec. Maybe some other things. <laughs> well, thank you all so much for listening. We really, really appreciate it. And like we said, at the top of the show, be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at WeUsedToPodcast. You can also email us at fans at we Used to Work Together. And no matter where you listen, because we're everywhere, drop Mm. a five-star review. Show us some love. It really helps the show. Thank you, guys. See you, Um, J-Mo. Bye. Don't forget about me. Bye.